you? I am Michelle Gifford. Hey, I'm Sarah Allred. We are the girls behind Women With Fire, and we specialize in building influencers. Welcome to the podcast. Listen as we chat with influential women who feel guided by the divine to build empires of truth at home, in business, and abroad. The goal here is to empower you to grow your influence everywhere. Join the nation of women who get things done at thewomenwithfire.com. Hey, you guys, and welcome to another episode of the Women With Fire podcast. You are with your hosts, both of us again together, Michelle and Sarah. It must be a Thursday, Michelle. We are... (laughs) We're rocking and rolling already. Here we go. It feels good. It feels really good. And we are like loving these Thursday podcasts so much because we get to hear about what you are doing and how the quest, if you don't know what I'm talking about when I say the quest, then go back to Thursday episodes to episode 48 and listen to that. That will give you an overview of what the quest is and what the heck we're talking about because we here are diving deep and we're not going to go over... We're not going to go over the whole general overview because that's all in episode 48 and we want you to go there. So listen to that if you haven't yet. But in this episode, we are going to be talking about the quester. That's you, my friend. You are the quester. And this is a vital vital step to talk about because if you don't know who you are, if you don't know your capabilities, if you don't know how much God believes in you, then it's going to be hard to start the quest. And so that's what we're starting with today. The quester is so critically important and and truthfully, the least fun for it seems like us as questers to talk about because it's super fun to talk about the ideas. Okay, here's my quest. Here's my big idea. I'm so excited. And then all of a sudden we have to talk about you or ourselves like actually doing this. And that's when all of the doubts come in (laughs) and we start to think, no, 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 no. Maybe this isn't the right thing. And I just was tired and that was not inspiration. And we start making all sorts of excuses. But the reality is, is first I was blown away by our our episode a couple of weeks ago because we had a massive response on social media. So many people saying, I've been called to this. And I've got to tell you, people we don't know have been emailing. And then I had my best friend who is not an entrepreneur by any means, but she has some really challenging things coming up in her family um, with some health results and those kinds of things. And she texted me and she just said, I can't thank you enough for vocalizing where I feel I am and that I know that this quest is coming up and knowing what to expect and knowing that there's a process to this, like it's, it's really empowering. And I just thought, yes, this is what it's all about. The response has been so great. So now we get to get real fun and we get to talk about you, the quester, right? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, this should be our favorite part. We need to pull ourselves together and admit that we're awesome. You, my friend are awesome because Michelle says so. And so does Sarah. We're on board. We're all together. We think you're awesome. And so one of the things that we first need to talk about is why you are the quester and why you were chosen maybe for this quest, because you have been given gifts talents, experiences, good or bad, because oftentimes we don't want to think of our failures at all, but really they contribute to making us who we are, right? And and it's usually our failures that teach us the most. So let's count those in 
Because all of these things that make up who you are contribute to how you can accomplish your quest and how you can start to accomplish your quest. We have loved the response about the quest and how, how it resonates with so many people. We have also loved some of the things that you're battling with. As you're thinking about this quest and knowing that you are the quester, you have submitted some awesome questions, awesome quotes, awesome thoughts that have really helped Michelle and I articulate this in a way to, to boost you and to say, yes, it really is you. And the reality is, is it's not that you, we always say that you are enough to be the quester, right? Like we always say that you are enough. So let's get real with this. No, you are not the person that's going to exist at the end of the quest. With all of those skills and that insight, you're not that person right now. You're not. That's okay. And that's That's okay. okay. That's okay. But you are enough to start. There is no doubt. Now, one of the great responses we got from one of our readers is she said, but no, I'm not. I'm not enough to start right now. I don't know how to do this. 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 And that is totally normal because it's all about the journey, right? And there are guides you're going to meet along the way and experiences you're going to have. Like God's going to take care of that stuff as you commit yourself to him. But you are enough in many, many ways. But I want you to just think of one. What is one thing that makes me enough to start this? And I'm going to give you a couple of examples so that you can get your brain going. Number one, you may have a specific skill, like a tangible skill. Okay. I'm a photographer. Um, Michelle is a photographer as well. She's a nonprofit girl. She's got some skills there. Okay. Um, our, our podcast that we had just recently with Katie Richardson before she started her multi-million dollar international company, she was, a product designer. And that was pretty much all she had as far as anything to start. That was it. So you, you have some kind of a skill, uh, that is, that's going to make this happen. Second, you maybe know a person. And that sounds really crazy. Is that really something that is enough to get you to start? Oh my word. Absolutely. My photography journey started because of one person that I knew. One person. My whole world exploded because of Brooke Snow, and I'm going to call her out on the podcast. Okay, we've had her on the podcast. I'm just going to say it. One person absolutely changed my life. So you have enough to start. You either have a skill, there's a person you know, or third, you have a spiritual gift. And we talk in the scriptures a lot about understanding those spiritual gifts and sharing those spiritual gifts. And it makes me think like crazy about Ashley from Ashley's Fresh Fix when we interviewed her. She is all about positivity and hope in a crazy, crazy world. Her ability to see the good everywhere is a total spiritual gift. And that's, that was enough for her to start. And that was enough to make her message carry. So you are enough to start. Now a small break, a word from those who make this podcast possible. podcast is powered by Entreport. Entreport is our number one business tool. It literally does it all. Email marketing, sales funnels, automation, and it basically keeps your business running even when you're sleeping. 
Not only is Entreport the backbone of our businesses, but you can design a full-blown website using their customizable landing pages. It is the one-stop powerhouse shop where we keep our email lists, growth, marketing goals, and businesses at their very best. Check out the show notes or jump on thewomenwithfire.com slash Entreport to get started. And now back to the Women With Fire podcast. And I think it's really important to also talk about um, the gifts we are given. And I love those, uh, the different examples that you gave us because those gifts, all of them are being used to help others. And so this to me makes me be able to maybe get a little bit outside of myself because all of these fears are stopping me not only from becoming something better, but they're also stopping me from serving other people. And so for me, when I think about that and I think about the things that are holding me back, it it also gives me pause because I think, oh my goodness, if I don't do this, who is going to who's going to do it? And so even with this podcast, I think, oh my gosh, if I don't bear my testimony, you know, and talk about these things and and make these connections, there probably is someone else who could do it better. But um, right now, I feel like you and I, Sarah and I, are being called to this. And if not us, then who? And I, th- I think it's just important to to recognize that you have been put in a specific place and time, and you have been given special experiences that no other person can have or has had. And because of that, you are uniquely qualified to start. And so what does starting look like? That's, I think, what people get are feeling nervous about, because starting can be as simple as saying, okay, I'm going to kneel in prayer and ask Heavenly Father the next step. That's starting. And that has happened to me with Beauty Revived. I just felt like I should do something. I kneeled and said a prayer. And then I got, I did not get the whole picture. Thank goodness. But I did get the next step. And then through a lot of like, and we're going to get into fears because I, because there's a couple stories that go along with this because there are some definite fears that keep us from starting. So the first one is a fear to start because if we start, then what, right? What could happen? We could fail. We could be making bad choices. Is it, is this a real prompting? Um, and how is this going to affect my motherhood or whatever you're, you know, really in, in the middle of right now? And so that fear, fear to start, it keeps us planted. It keeps us standing still. And like I always tell my friends, um, I, Heavenly Father can't move an object that is standing still. But if I am continually walking, sometimes the wrong way, he can nudge me the right way. Um, and I think of Rosemary Card and her quote was, the faster I start walking, the faster God starts talking. One of my favorite quotes ever. And I think about that and I think, you know what, if we are walking towards what we think is right, then God can God can prompt us. He can nudge us onto the right path. But if we are standing still in fear, if we are standing still in fear, then that's when that's when Satan is going to attack us and he's going to give us doubts. He's going to make us not feel enough. And and that's not good for us, right? That's not making us progress. It doesn't allow us to serve others. I love the reality of of the nudging 
imagery that you just put together because that that really speaks to me and resonates with me. And it makes me think of one of my most favorite conference talks when I was a missionary um, was Richard G. Scott's. I sure hope this is right. The sustained, <laughs> <laughs> the sustaining power of faith in times of trouble and testing, I believe is what it's called. If I got the title wrong, I will fix it in the show notes. But the reality is, is one of the reasons that Richard G. Scott is so powerful in, in that particular conference talks, talk is he talks about how to build faith and the importance of faith. And while he talks about a lot of different elements of faith, one of them has always stuck with me since I was a young missionary. And that was that sometimes we exercise faith by praying, by contacting people, by moving forward, by helping, um, whatever way we're exercising it to show the Lord that he can trust us. And I've never forgotten that. And I love how that really brings down to earth for me, my relationship with my heavenly father, that I want to show him that he can trust me with nudges and, and those experiences. And I want to gain that skill of personal revelation, which president Nelson just talked about in our most recent conference, like the absolute essential ability to gain personal revelation, just like he does. I mean, mind blown mind blown. I want to be able to have that experience to be able to show the Lord that he can trust me with those experiences and that inspiration. And that means you are moving forward. You are starting, you are going and don't fear it. And I, and I also want to say that this does not mean that your path is going to be straight and that you are going to have instant success the moment you take that step. Um, I remember with Beauty Revived and I've mentioned this story before, but, um, you know, I felt like I should do it. I took the next step. Um, I started these campaigns and then I felt like, you know what, it'd be great if I started a shop called Senior Prop Shop and sold all these things um, for senior photographers, which is great. It is a fantastic idea. You can steal it because I do not own that anymore because you know what? I didn't sell one stinking thing, but it did connect me to Vicki Black, the owner of Senior Style Guide, and she was the person who has helped Beauty Revive become a magazine. I did not even think that was a possibility. I, you know, and it, there are so many things we've done. Um, we've, we've created scholarships together and we've done all these things, but it all was because of that one quote unquote failure, right? Which is one of the things that we fear. We fear that we're going to fail. And I would suggest <laughs> that um, we kind of throw that, that word failure out the window. And we talked, they talked about that in conferences just a few weeks ago, they talked about failure and how failure is not failing. It is just helping us to become what we're supposed to become. And if we can kind of just switch our switch, the flip, no, switch, the switch, the flip, switch, flip, the switch, flip the switch, <laughs> flip the switch. <laughs> oh my goodness. You're going to love editing this. <laughs> If we can just flip the switch and and realize that these failures, maybe they're not great and maybe they don't make us feel great. But like in that conference talk, it says we just need to learn how to get up and keep going. Because it's still forward motion on the quest. There, there's this whole idea that failure is like you're, you're on the trail and you fail and someone shoves you off the side. That's not the imagery. That's a little graphic warning. 
<laughs> graphic content in this podcast. Like that's not the reality. Failure is still on the path somehow because the path isn't straight. You're, you're navigating it and the Lord is there to help you. And I love talking about fears a lot because I love squashing fears. And I, I do feel like that we have a certain amount of fear about us accomplishing greatness, even with God's help, because of a certain quote that exists. You want, you want to bring it to light, Michelle? And, and, and we're going to talk about this and the impact that it has on our psyche. Um, the quote is, we will get the reference, but is, um, who the Lord calls, he qualifies. Do you believe that? Sarah, what do you think? Do you believe that? So this is such a great <laughs> quote. It is such a great quote, and it's such a well-known quote. So in the Mormon faith, uh, we have what we call callings. And that simply means that one day the bishop, our, our lead minister, calls you into the office and he says, Michelle, we have called you or the Lord has called you to be the primary president, basically in charge of all the kids age three to 11 for the church. Do you accept that calling? And Michelle, of course, says yes, which that is actually her current calling right now. So it's very, <laughs> very valid. Um, but we do have this sense that one of the ways that we calm our fears is we, we go into this quote of, okay, whom the Lord, Lord calls, the Lord qualifies. Here is the challenge with that. And I'm not trying to challenge it in the negative term, but I do think we need to think about it in a worldly sense for a minute because someone who is called into the primary presidency needs to be good with kids, needs to be organized, needs to be a really, really good teacher, needs to be, needs to own a silhouette so she can cut out cute shapes for props. Okay. <laughs> needs to know how to design bulletin boards, needs to be awesome at providing fresh baked goods every week. Okay. Like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Is, was Michelle qualified as that person the minute she accepted the call? No, 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 I was not. <laughs> this is important. This is important because here's the thing. When I was called as primary president, I had never served in primary. So I really hadn't been there even like as a substitute. I don't even think so since I was 12. Okay. And so 20 years later, I am called to be the president of 75 kids, like 12 teachers, piano player, music. I had no idea what I was doing. And I think... That's where, that's where we think that the quote ends, right? That we, we are called and then we're qualified. And I would propose that it is the calling that qualifies us. So the things that we take, the path we're on is what will in the future qualify us to achieve that quest, right? So now three years into my calling, do I feel like a lot more qualified than I was three years ago? Absolutely. Absolutely. I do. And that is exactly how our quests are because our quests, we, we do have the ability to start, you know what? I showed up, even if I didn't want to that first Sunday as a primary president, <laughs> I showed up and I messed up and I messed up over and over again. And there were people who were much better than I and had served before and they helped me along the way. And so through that process, I have been qualified to be a better primary president and that's it. Like that's what the that's what the quest is supposed to do because that's the point. We're trying to bring you closer to God. That's what the quest, that's the point of the quest is to bring you closer to God. And so we can't get stuck at the start because we are afraid to fail or, or afraid that we're not qualified because 
you're not supposed to be qualified, but you do have the ability, you have um, the free agency to start. And when you do that, when you start, you are showing to God that you have faith in him, faith in his promptings, faith that he knows you, faith that you are a daughter of God. And when that happens, then you can become qualified in the quest. Absolutely. And one of our most recent podcasts with Katie Richardson, I've referenced it a couple of times. She's a really epic example of this because her only skill, like we talked about, was as a as a product designer. Did she know how to um, how to manufacture the product? No. Did she know how to build a website? No. Did she know how taxes and insurance worked with her product? No. Did she know how to contact vendors overseas to get it manufactured there for cheaper costs? Um, no. Did, I mean, the list goes on and on. That moment that she said, bath time's a pain. I want to create the pudge tub, which she didn't even have the name for it. Like, I want to make bath time better. I'm going to create a product. Was she qualified? No. She wasn't qualified. And hindsight is always twenty twenty. Sure, when we're interviewing her now, we can sit there and go, ooh, ah, but she's very real about the dozens and dozens of failures at going to a trade show and spending tons of money to get there and selling exactly zero pudge tubs at the first trade show. Zero. And then turning around and going to a second trade show and the product didn't show up. She missed her flight. Her product got stuck in customs. Then she built from scratch her booth, whereas all the other companies had spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on their booths. She's making it out of like paper and boxes and then was told it wasn't fireproofed so that she had to take it all down. Like, what did she do with these failures that by the end of that trade show, she had totally pretty much sold out of her product? Every person that came into the booth. Like, hindsight really is twenty twenty, And this makes me think of one of my most favorite examples of why you are good enough to start as the quester is actually in Lehi's dream. Lehi's dream, Nephi's dream, whichever one you want to reference, it's very, it's very apparent in both. And that is, is that the adversary is symbolized as the mist of darkness in those dreams. And I really love that symbolism because it makes me feel like I have a one up on the adversary because his number one goal is to blind you. That's his number one goal. That's what the mist of darkness is. But you know, the really great thing about the mist of darkness is you can still hear. You can still hear the words of the prophet. You can still hear the words of your guides and your mentors and your friends. You can still hear the promptings of the Holy Ghost that you have worked hard to be worthy of. Like all of those things are still present even when the mist of darkness is there. So don't forget it. You as the quester are enough to start. And I think it's important. Like when I love that you're bringing up the mist of darkness because, because if, if Satan can stop you at this point, it's way easier, right? If he can stop you from starting, like it's much easier than when you've already started to become something. And so this element of the mist of darkness, I think sometimes we wonder if we are being prompted by God or if like maybe even to stop or if this maybe we're having setbacks like Katie did and we're like, is this the adversary or is this Heavenly Father stopping me? And the thing that we can always rely on is that um, when 
when God is, is telling us or teaching us or guiding us or nudging us, um, it is a very peaceful, calm, uh, prompting like it's not um degrading it doesn't he never this holy ghost will never make us feel worth less he will never make us feel not enough but he does guide and and give you like hope to the next step and so i think that's a really important step so if you are feeling fear and you're wondering is this like a stupor thought is or is this is this like the adversary telling me like this might not that is trying to stop me then Think about that. How is it making you feel? Is it making you feel like saying no to this? Is it making me feel more peace? Then great, say no to this. But is it, is it, um, <clears throat> but is this feeling like um, you're worthless, you can't do this, God would never talk to you like that. And so, so that's a good differentiation. So let's, let's continue with Nephi because I love Nephi. He has so many quests. And I also love, when he goes and gets the brass plates with his, with his brothers, because he did not leave, go straight there. Like it took them a long time to get back to their home. And then they had to go in and get the plates three times. Even then, even then he went before he went not knowing beforehand what he was going to do. I love that. Because Nephi has tried three times and everything that he can even think of to do. And then he goes and just says, I'm going to be prompted by the Holy Ghost and has to do something pretty scary and chop off a head. But but I think that we have to we have to love Nephi. <laughs> He's like, please, brothers, take care of this. And they can't do it. And they won't listen to an angel. And I just I think that we have to recognize that this is a process. All Nephi, he was not qualified to get the breastplates when he started, when he left his dad and went back to get them. But he qualified himself through the process. And that's exactly, we're going to say this a thousand times, that is the point. It's the point. The three <laughs> trips back and forth to get the breastplates were the point to give Laman Lemuel a chance, Right. To meet Zoram, like multiple opportunities here that became critical elements in the story later. Hindsight is twenty twenty. always, right? Um, all of those things are the point of why we're here. So just because uh, you may feel that things aren't moving in the right direction, I love how Michelle has referenced how you are feeling and who is really speaking to you when you're making these decisions. But we just know that you are enough to start. You are enough. You are the quester. God has called you. Don't feel small about this. You are not too small for this. You are enough to start this. And you've never lived in a time that is more explosive and catered to help you accomplish this than now. It's a wonderful time to be alive. So we want to talk to you. We want you to jump on Instagram at the women with fire. And we want you to be a little boastful today, right? Because you know who you are, Quester. And we want to know why you are enough to start. We want to know what skill do you have? What person do you know? What spiritual gift have you already honed that you know you can hang on to as you start your incredible quest? So thank you so much for joining us on our Thursday podcast, and we'll see you over on Instagram. Hey, thanks for listening to the Women With Fire podcast. 
Your support means a lot to us. In fact, your support is what makes this podcast possible. If you want to connect more with the guests we've had on our podcast and connect more with Sarah and Michelle, the creators of the Women With Fire podcast, find us on Instagram at The Women With Fire or find us in our Facebook group. Simply search Women With Fire and join the group. We'll see you there.